Hi, I'm Samantha of Goddess Awakening. I'm here to hold a safe space and share with you the true and authentic stories of how we got here. Empowering women, elevating for all. Hi, welcome back for episode three. It is Thursday. Today's Thursday, so we're almost there, almost a Friday. I am very tired today. I'm weaning myself off of caffeine completely and just about there. So I'm pretty happy about that, not having to rely on coffee in the mornings. Um, So yeah, Um, let's see. So last we left off, um, I actually forgot about one festival that was the last festival that I was attending in um, while I was living in California. So I was at Audiotistic Bay Area, which is another insomniac event. Um, So I was working the festival ground control team, harm reduction um, for that one as well. It was just a two-day event, um, no camping, so it was a little bit different than what I was used to working in the past. Um, And they told us, like, this one would definitely be alcohol-heavy. That's kind of their main focus at the event is, like, there's just alcohol vendors everywhere you look. Um, So they prepared us for that, and we definitely, um, you know, the end of June, so it's really hot. We had lots of people who needed help, um, needed water, had too much to drink. Um, So we helped a lot of people that weekend. And we were also set up right next to the artist hospitality area. So that was really cool. Um, So we got to see people coming in and out a whole bunch. Um, One of my all-time favorites, actually, Rez, um, was there that weekend. And I got to um, see her when she rolled up in her van. So I got to get a cool photo with her. So that was really neat. Um, and then I saw a bunch of other people, um, but we try to respect their privacy and not bother them. So no fangirling allowed is the official rule. Uh, but we did get to see a lot of people. A lot of the behind the scenes is right where we were set up. So that was a really cool one and a good way to send off um, before heading back to Oklahoma. Okay, so we are, I'm back living in Oklahoma at this point, um, basically the end of August of 2022. Um, we had been working on a second year festival. Um, the first year was Rue Refugees, which if you remember is the one that we planned in 2021, or actually didn't plan, it just happened. It was the Renegade Festival when Bonnaroo canceled. Um, so that one was absolutely amazing and everything just fell perfectly together. And then um, some of the same people from the first year uh, were planning Greenway Music Festival. So kind of a new name, um, a little bit of the same name. It had lots of names the first year. So this year we called it Greenway Music Festival. Um, I originally was more involved, um, but I had a lot going on personally and a lot going on with my traveling. So I end up basically just being in charge of the Goddess Awakening space. Um, so that's what I did that weekend. And... One of our friends, Kyle, he actually let me borrow his, this really awesome, like 15 foot diameter circus tent. So we got to set that up and host inside of that. Um, Definitely need one of those for the future because it was a really welcoming space um, because it had the really high ceilings and we had it decorated all pretty. Um, And then also there was a storm that weekend, so it helped protect from the weather. Um... Yeah, everything stayed completely dry in there and pretty much nothing else um, from that storm did stay dry. So that was a blessing and it was a safe space in a different way than we had planned it to be. 
Um, we had workshops all weekend. So Friday through Sunday, we actually had workshops scheduled. Um, but unfortunately, on the Saturday night, uh, the festival actually got rained out and they ended up calling the festival for the weekend, um, which was very unfortunate. Um, but we had to make the decision and they did what they thought was best. Um, I, I remember the main stage roof was like starting to cave in because we had been raining for so long. So it was just a safety thing. And um, some most people stayed. Some people tried to leave. Uh, a lot of people who stayed overnight, including myself, ended up just having a big party that night under canopies with all of our friends, um, listening to music off of like Bluetooth little speakers. So we made the best of it for sure. And then um, Cherub, uh, one half of Cherub was actually there, which is one of my favorite uh, groups. And the DJ from the group actually stayed and they got him set up with a little audio set up in the, uh, in one of the, it was actually a restaurant. Yeah, there's a restaurant on site and he set up in there um, with our guys, you know, speakers and some lights. And then he actually kind of threw a surprise set for all of us, which some of us already knew, including myself. So I definitely was there and ready because um, I've I've liked Cherub for like 10 years now and I've seen him a couple of times, well, more than a couple of times. So definitely one that's near and dear to me. Um, so I got to just dance with him and sing all of his songs and we made the best of that night. And then Sunday, um, everyone kind of picked up um, from the storm the night before. Um, I know some stuff got like flooded. It was pretty crazy storm to experience at a festival. And then, um, yeah, from there headed back to Oklahoma. Um, and then one of my friends, um, she goes by Maddo, her DJ name. She actually won the Road to Dance Festopia competition. Um, it's a music festival in Kansas. And it was going to be, I believe, the following weekend from there. So she had a plus one and she asked me if I would like to go with her on like a Tuesday. And I think I headed out Wednesday. Um, so I headed to another music festival for the month of September. Um, it was a lot of fun. They had a really awesome, uh, shaded camping area, which is a big plus if you know, with camping, if you've got shade, it's everything. Um, got to make lots of friends with the neighbors. So that was cool. And I didn't bring a whole lot of stuff cause I wasn't super prepared and everyone just made sure I was taken care of. So super thankful for that. And then um, also Reconnection, um, they have a whole space set up there um, where they kind of have like a, basically my goals of what Goddess Awakening would be. Um, so they have workshops and vendors and they had a stage, they had fire performers, um, all a section within this big music festival. Um, and Reconnection also does their own music festival as well. So I haven't been yet. Um, but I've heard only really amazing things. So definitely one that's on my bucket list. Um, Tribal Roots, uh, our friends up in Wichita actually are the ones who um, had the stage set up. So got to see them there as well. So that was really cool. I actually spent probably like 80% of my time at Dance Festopia in the Reconnection area. So loved that space. Um, always good music, nothing super heavy. 
And then they, again, had like tons of different fire performers, which was cool. Um, my favorite was definitely the, there was an umbrella fire spinner, which I've never seen that before. Um, and that was really cool. Um, one of our friends actually brought like a whole charcuterie board, like a full size charcuterie board to the festival and was like dragging it around on a wagon. Um, so that was really funny. Um, and then Dead Mouse had like a three hour set. So she brought the wagon, the charcuterie board and like all kinds of other things. And we just set up shop and listened to Dead Mouse for three hours with the charcuterie board in the middle of a giant crowded music festival. So that was that was a really good time. Um, and then the weekend finished off with the silent disco um, where Maddo got to play her set. Um, it was really cool. There was, I believe, three DJs in the room. And then you got a pair of headphones. And then you could swip, swap between um, the three stations. So you could listen to all three DJs um, whenever you wanted to swap through. So really cool experience. Thankful that I got to go to that one with Maddo. Um, and then that was my second festival for September. And then I had one weekend off, so back in Oklahoma. And then I made the trip to Delaware, um, where I was going to be a camp ranger for the music festival called Firefly. Um, unfortunately, Firefly did not happen the following year, which is 2023. Um, but I'm hoping they come back. That was actually probably my, probably my favorite festival gig of the year. Um, so I got to be, like I said, I was a camp ranger, which was my official title. Um, my buddy Jerry, who is actually the photographer from Rue Refugees and then also at Goddess Awakening. Um, and then he also worked with me at Happy Festival. So him and I have worked quite a bit together and he had told me months before that, hey, you know, I'm going back to Firefly and would you be interested in working this job? And I did. So got to meet him out there. Our other, other buddy, Colin, um, who is also the videographer for Goddess Awakening, he was there as well. So we all got to meet up and work together. So that was really cool. And then basically our job during our shifts was to um, man the ranger station. Um, so we had the water station there. We had the charging cables there. If anyone needed to charge their phone, um, information booth schedules. We set up giant um, like yard games. So we had like checkers and beer pong and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and then people could just come and like grill some food if they wanted to. So we had grills available and charcoal so people could use that. Um, it was awesome. Um, I will love to absolutely go back to that festival. It was a multi-genre festival. Um, so it wasn't just like electronic music. It was a little bit of everything. Um, I know, I remember Weezer and Avril Lavigne were there. So that was a really fun one for me because those are some of my favorites from way back. Um, yeah, a great festival. There was another space where a bunch of people had hammocks all hung up. So you could just leave your hammock there for the weekend. So I actually did that. Um, I did get my hula hoop stolen because I left it there with it. Um, but I left a jacket and a blanket and those things did not get stolen. So maybe someone just really wanted a hula hoop. I don't know. Um, but spent a lot of time in that hammock and it was in a really good spot in front of the main stage. Um, weather was great. Tons of food. Um, just really good vibes at that festival. Um, and then, yeah, on the, the last night, which I believe was a Saturday... 
Um, the festival actually ends at like midnight. So the music stops at midnight, but then um, there's about 30,000 people camping still. So everyone, you know, is just trying to find the next party or whatever is going on. I end up uh, linking up with some of the people in my campsite because um, we get to drive around in a golf cart, which is another really cool perk um, and just check on people. So I found out that one of the people in our little area, he actually had um, decks, DJ decks, and some speakers. So we talked to him and we're like, hey, do you want to DJ and have like an unofficial after party? So we set that up. And after the music ended at midnight, he ended up playing until about 8.30 in the morning. It was like eight or nine hours of him DJing. Um, which was really cool. We had people coming to our um, to our space the whole night and just constantly music going, music going. And we kept it at a respectable level so people could still sleep if they wanted to. Um, but yeah, um, friends with him now too. So connected with even more people out on the East Coast. And that was a really cool experience. And I would love to do all of that over again for sure. Um, so while I'm at this festival, I don't even remember exactly how it happened. Um, but I was perusing Facebook, um, probably one of the like festival gig work jobs that I'm in. And I happened to find that Wakan, which is a really big festival that's held in Arkansas, um, they were hiring, our FestiCab actually was hiring for Wakan. And FestiCab are the people who um, drive the golf carts for people to get rides at festivals. And they also do artist uh, transportation for the music festivals themselves. So I saw they're hiring. Um, they needed a volunteer position, actually. And you could volunteer up to 15 hours and you would get a free pass and free camping pass for the festival. And then um, if you worked more than that, you could actually get paid. So I applied for that while I was at Firefly. And Firefly, again, is on the East Coast in Delaware. So they were like, all right, send your driver's license. Um, I, a few other things, pretty easy to sign up and be here at this date. So pretty much as soon as um, Firefly ended, I packed my stuff up. I started my way back to um, towards Oklahoma, but I took a pit stop in Arkansas. Um, on this trip, I also stopped at my friend Shelby's house. Um, she's in Tennessee, um, but she's at the Coe River, um, pretty close to Chattanooga. So I'd wanted to go there forever, and I kept not making it down from Nashville. So I finally made it on this stop. So got to spend a couple nights with her. So that was great. Um, it was a little too cold to go um, on the river. Um, they do whitewater rafting, and she's actually a guide, so that's a really cool thing to go check out if you're down in Chattanooga. Um, so we just went to the river, and we did some hiking and exploring, and she showed me around town, and we had a really good weekend together. Um, so yeah, from that point, I went to Lacan um, in Arkansas, and it's at Mulberry Mountain. It's actually at the same venue that Backwoods um, they host at. So a really cool space that I was excited to uh, return to. And I 
met Festy Cab Chris, the owner of the company, once I got there and my passes were ready and he gave me my camping spot. I set up my little tent and started to hop around and check out Wakan. Um, this festival is an electronic dance festival. Um, it's a little bit different than other ones that I had been more familiar with. Um, it's a little bit more... Hmm, how can I explain this? Um, I would say it's a little bit more wooky, um, more hippie type people, if you don't know what wook is. Um, it doesn't have a lot of like really heavy bass music. It's going to be more of like the down tempo, more chill vibes. Um, that's the easiest way I can explain it to someone who doesn't listen to electronic music. Um, but if you know about Wakan, you definitely know what I'm talking about. Um, such a great, such a great festival. Um, it happened the very end of September. So this was the fourth festival I was at in the month of September, which is insane. Um, and also, I'm very thankful that I got to do all of the ones I did in September. Um, I ended up just driving, uh, which the shifts were long because the airport and the hotel and the venue were all very far apart. So for me to go from the venue to the hotel that the artists were staying at was about an hour and a half drive. Um, so I would basically drive an hour and a half to the hotel, pick up the artists, bring them back, and then do the same thing over again. Um, so it's totally random who we end up driving. Um, there was a few people that I was hoping to drive, of course. Um, Closey was there, so she's, again, one of my all-time favorites. I did have all-access passes, so I ended up meeting um, one of her managers backstage once, so that one night, so that was really cool. Um, and then I ended up driving STS-9. Um, that was a lot of fun. They weren't very talkative, but they were very friendly. Um, I drove them to their hotel and dropped them off. So it was right after their performance. I was just waiting backstage for them um, during their performance. And after they were done, um, they loaded up and I took them back. And then I also got to drive um, from the hotel to the venue, uh, the Deep, Dark, and Dangerous crew. So it was Truth, Kaiva, and someone else that I'm blanking on right now. Um, but... If you're familiar with Deep, Dark, and Dangerous, um, they're their own collective as well. Um, they were some of the last sets of the weekend on the second stage that was on this, like, giant hill. It's But the stage was at the bottom of the hill. Very, very interesting setup. Um, but that place got filled up. I mean, there was not a space in the ground that wasn't filled with a person. Um, and everyone was tired and it was probably from like three to six in the morning, something like that. So everyone was just taking in the last bit of music. And I kept, I actually went by myself. Um, but I knew tons of people that were at this festival. Um, it's in Arkansas, so it's not super far from Oklahoma. Um, it's an easy drive, obviously for Arkansas people, a lot of my Tennessee people, um, were there. Maddo was there. So I got to see her again. So that was awesome. Um, so I just kept constantly running into people that I know. Um, it definitely felt like a very community heavy, um, festival. So, um, would love to return to that one. Highly recommend it. Um, it is a camping festival. 
again, that venue at Mulberry Mountain is absolutely amazing. Um, I also, let's see, Marvin, um, I talked about him prior. I met him at the festival, um, back in May that was right outside San Francisco and working, we were working ticketing together. Well, he was actually there, um, from California working security. So I got to see him again. So that was really cool. Um, my buddy Derek in Arkansas, um, with Prickly Pete, he was there as well. Um, he had a vendor space that he was doing, um, selling his fans and candy. Um, Sydney from Texas was there working with him, tons of Arkansas family. So just constantly running into people that I knew, um, that I've met throughout the year. Um, So it was a really great weekend. And after that, I finally went home. So I was probably on the road for about two weeks um, from this trip as well. So after that, I had two tickets to go see Alice in Wonderland, which at Red Rocks in Colorado. And she is, I would say, probably like top five favorite artist for me. Uh, I can't pick which one's first. Besides Ellie Goulding, she's always number one. But Allison's way up there. I love her. Um, I've seen her a few times, um, even more um, since then. She had this album out um, in 2022 called Loner. And I remember when it first came out, I was like, whoa, this album is speaking to me in many ways. Um, so then it just became that album that I listened to over and over and over all year long, especially with all of the driving I was doing, um, in 2022 from festival to festival and all of the events I was going to. Um, so I finally got to go see her at Red Rocks. Um, only my second time at Red Rocks and the time before was actually Cherub. Um, I mentioned them before as well. So, This time I got to go see Allison. Um, I ended up selling my other ticket and just going by myself. Um, It's about a nine-hour drive from Oklahoma City to um, Red Rocks. So I woke up Friday morning and I drove to Red Rocks. I parked my car and I got in line to go see Allison. Um, The show, I think she had like three openers the whole time. It was just such a good vibe. Um, I ran into, or actually two of my girlfriends that I had met at EDC Vegas were there, um, but we were not able to find each other. But we were both there, so that was cool. Um, I ended up making friends with this girl, um, and she was just literally someone that was standing next to me, and she was also by herself and couldn't find her friends. Um, so we just became friends and hung out the rest of the night. Um, we were, when, her, when Allison set started, um, I've seen Allison play, but not with the production that was given to us at Red Rocks. Um, it's hard to explain even what was going on on the stage, but she also sings. So she's a DJ. Um, she also sings. So she's a singer, she's a DJ, and she plays a few different instruments. Um, so she was on stage just doing all of these things. Um, the LED visuals panels were just going crazy. There were just a whole lot. Um, she had a bunch of people on stage with her singing at one point. 
Um, she even had a couple special guests come up. And then um, she had a whole bunch of drummers on the stage with her when she was playing some of her songs. Um, so it was amazing. Um, couldn't have asked for a better experience. And I'm super thankful that I decided to go, even though it was going to be a solo trip. And after that, I stayed at an Airbnb. And the next morning, I drove straight back home to Oklahoma. So that was a lot of fun. Um, after that, that same month was Brian Barron's birthday. And so um, we all met up in Nashville and went to dinner um, with a bunch of friends. It was great seeing everybody all together again. Um, and then we went to go see Rufus Du Soul in Nashville. So um, that was actually my first time seeing them. Um obviously listened to their music quite a bit, so very familiar with all of their music. Um, but seeing it live was definitely something special. Um, just all of our friends hanging out, singing together, listening to music, and enjoying and celebrating um, Brian's birthday. And then the following night, we ended up um, finding another show. Um, it was being put on by some of our Nashville friends, um, Charlotte's Webb, who is someone I discovered, um, she's a female DJ that I discovered at Wakan. Um, she was actually playing there as well. So I went to go see her and um, she was super nice. I got to meet her and we swapped contact information and she's definitely someone um, I look forward to working with in the future. Um, okay, so that takes us to Halloween, which I spent at my friend's house in Texas. Um Another great time hanging out with lots of my friends that I've met through the festival world and beyond. Um, we had a giant cuddle puddle. Um, there were definitely lots of partying going on. And then after that, I headed home because I was about to go on a, another very long trip. Um, so in between this, before I left for my next trip, um, I decided I was going to get on Tinder. So Tinder has always been something that I was like, this is just a place where people meet to hook up. Like that's, that's just what it is. I mean, that's what it was to me at least. Um, that's what I answered it to be. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. I need to meet some local people. Um, so I did. So I got Tinder. Um, you know, I did the whole swipe left, swipe right, match up. You talk to some people and it seems fun or whatever. And then it's like, okay, do you want to meet? Or, hey, you should come hang out. Um, so that was the part that I just kind of wasn't really, wasn't really feeling it at that point um, with anybody. Um, it seems like a lot. Like, what if it's stranger danger? You know, I don't know these people. They're just on Tinder. Um, so eventually there was just one person and they had been, we had been talking quite a bit on Tinder and it was really good conversation. Um, we actually had mutual friends on Facebook. So that was cool because I could kind of, you know, creep on him, ask my mutual friends about him um, see who this guy is and if it's even worth like meeting up with. So he got good reviews from my friends that I had asked about, um, which is great. So he asked to take me out on a date, um, on November 3rd. And I literally had probably an hour and a half of time between all the other things I had going on. 
So I told him, hey, I've got an hour and a half. We can meet up. Um, also, this was a month that I just decided to stop drinking alcohol. So I said, you know, we can go on a date, but I'm not drinking alcohol. So we'll have to figure something else out because that's what people do on dates, right? They drink alcohol. Well, at least I did. I don't know. So we meet up uh, November 3rd. His name is Brian, um, which, as you know, my best friend's name is Brian. So, so far, so good. Um, we actually went to a place and they were doing, um, some kind of bingo. It was, yes, it was burlesque bingo. So we went and played burlesque bingo. Um, I got some fruity non-alcoholic drinks. So that was cool. They had some mocktails. Um, and Brian actually won, um, bingo, I think like the second round. So he bought me or he won me a bunch of, um, watercolor paints. So that was really cool. Um, and the date was going really well. So, um, I had intentionally changed the age range on Tinder. Um, so I'm 31. I would have been 30 at the time. And I changed my age range from 35 to 55. Um, I didn't know exactly what I was looking for, but I knew I didn't want anyone younger than me. And I wanted someone probably older more mature, maybe has their life together better. Um, that was just what it felt right in my head. So that's what I went with. Um, so Brian was 45 at the time. So there's a 15 year age gap, which I've never dated anyone that's 15 years older or younger than me. Um, so that was new. Um, but it was going really well. And my plans that I had right after actually got canceled. So that opened up a little bit of time. And then the thing I had planned after that, I kind of bailed on that person too and told him like, hey, going to have to reschedule with you. I'm busy. Um, so our first date ended up lasting about seven hours. Um, we talked a whole lot about a whole lot of things. Um, we got pretty deep, pretty quick with conversations, which I really appreciate. Um, small talk is not my favorite thing. I really like to just like get down to it and talk about the important stuff, um, the important things to us. Um, so we talked about a lot of that. We talked about a lot of football. We talked about a lot of music. Um, he is a DJ producer himself. Um, he's actually been doing it for 20 plus years. So um, that was a big thing that we connected about. So day went really well, obviously. Um, and then the very next day, um, I headed off for, uh, I think it was like two and a half weeks um, for my next trip. Um, so birthday weekend, uh, we had it, I headed to Mount Ida in Arkansas. So back to Arkansas. Um got chased by a tornado that actually happened. Um, I was pulled over on the side of the road at one point with a school bus and one other car at the one gas station we could find because we didn't know what was going on, but we knew that the weather was really bad and they were we were under tornado warnings. So the people at the gas station told us we're fine, um, but I had Brian actually looking at the radar for me and at one point, there was a tornado in front of us, and there was also one behind us. So the best bet at that point, since there was nowhere to go, was to just keep going. So that's what I did. Um, I'm born and raised in Oklahoma, and this was a terrifying experience because you couldn't see anything because it was dark at night. 
Um, I wasn't just able to like watch the news. I was just relying on basically Brian and the radio to let me know if I was okay. So finally get to the um, space that we were staying in Mount Ida. Um, it was about 10 friends and uh, that we rented this space. Um, my friend Dustin's friend owns. Um, there's a main house and there's a whole bunch of other like tiny homes and a kitchen community space on site. There was a hot tub. Um, it's on a crystal grid. So there was literally crystals popping out of the ground everywhere you walked. Um, Super cool experience. Um, got my new friends there. Got my old friends there. We had a DJ set up there as well. So we had one of our friends playing some music for us. Um, and that was my 31st birthday celebration with friends. Um, from there, I headed to um, stay one night at this beach in Florida. Um it was really cool because I got there and it was one of those shared Airbnb spaces. So it was like other people could stay in the house, which I was like, that's kind of weird, but it's really cheap. So I'm going to try it. And they had good reviews, of course. That's important. Um, so there was one other person staying there um, in the morning. I ended up meeting them. The owner made us tea. Um, we shared some marijuana because it was a 420 friendly space, which was also really cool. And then me and my new friend, we went to the beach for the day and I got to talk to him a little bit. And he's also ended up being a musician and a veteran. Um, so a really cool person there. We connect over the socials so we can stay in contact as well. We went to the beach. We had some lunch together. And then I headed to Orlando. So when I get to Orlando, I'm there because I'm working EDC um, Orlando. So another insomniac festival um, that I'm working ground control with. And um, my friend Gina had gotten Airbnb. And so she actually rented it for the big group of us. And I stayed there with her. So her and I were there first. And then now after dealing with tornadoes at the beginning of the trip, now there's hurricanes rolling through Florida. Um, so I've never been through a hurricane until this experience. Um, also was very terrifying. So pretty much for like 24 hours, we just watched the news um, Brian again was checking all of the weather updates for me and keeping us informed. Um, so Brian and I kept talking through this entire trip already, um, which was really cool. Um, so then, yeah, the hurricane came through. It was pretty intense. Um, they were worried about the festival getting shut down, which this is like a multi-million dollar festival production. Um, so that's pretty wild that they had to prepare and plan to have all these things that are already built protected and covered. Um, but they did. Um, it ended up all being okay. We started on time. Um, and then I worked festival team for that event as well. So going around the festival and making sure everyone's got water, they've, you know, haven't lost anything. They know how to get help if they need it. Um, took lots of people to medical when they did need it. Uh, medical teams there were great to work with. Um, I actually ended up working at the Oasis, which is like their quiet zone for people who need to decompress, um, just need a little bit more quiet space, um, cause they're overstimulated for whatever reason. Um, so I got to work that for a shift, which that was really cool because I'm, I love harm reduction and I love just helping people who need it. So got to experience that as well. Um, Alice in Wonderland was there. Um, I didn't get to see her. Well, I got to see a little bit of her set, but not much. But it's okay. I got to see her. Um, 
one of the last sets of the weekend um, that I got to see was Charlotte DeWitt, which was absolutely amazing. Um, she is a techno DJ um, out of Europe, and she was she was having a great show. Um, and it was a great way to end the weekend as well. So that's when I started to really like really start to start getting into the techno um, side of the electronic music. So house music I've listened to, techno was new for me. Um, and it was perfect because Brian is also um, the techno guy. So that's that's his genre that he plays. Okay, so I'm actually going to leave us there for now. And we will um, start back up at Thanksgiving and that trip on our next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Goddess Awakening. Check out our link tree in the description for all our socials and upcoming events. This podcast is brought to you by the Possibilities Podcast Platform.